Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, good morning. Good to see all your lovely faces, as always. All right. I'm feeling really nervous today. (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. I've got this. All right, so. Story. Jesus loves you all very much. (laughs) Okay, I'm good. When I prepared this message, I was going through a really tough, uncomfortable season And this is why it's hard for me to share today, because um, this message comes from God, yes, but it comes from my heart and straight from a season that was not fun. (laughs) And I know that many of you have been through really tough seasons and I'm sorry. (laughs) That's all I can say, I'm sorry, (laughs) because it's not fun. So... My sermon today is called Courage, Dear Heart, and it comes from this journey that I had been on, really, and I'm I'm still not fully out of it, but I've come a long way, come a long way, and probably a lot of you would have had no idea what I was going through because I'm not an open book, but today I'm inviting you into my house, (laughs) so welcome. So this season that I went through was really tough emotionally and mentally and to a degree physically. I won't explain what the situation was for privacy's sake, but um, I just want to share what my internal process was. I hope that's all right. I want you to know that I'm not perfect too. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So... This tough season I went through, I was suffering from really high anxiety, extreme stress. I was not sleeping well for months. I was living in intense fear. I was crying probably every day (laughs) um, over a situation that I felt powerless in. I felt hopeless and I felt helpless. And what made me really upset was I put myself in that position. And with that comes anger, frustration, shame. For eight months, I allowed this to go on and I allowed people to bully me, intimidate me and this just affected me mentally and emotionally and unfortunately, you would think bullying only goes on at school but it doesn't. I began to shut down. This became my world and this is all I could focus on. I was really negative all the time Poor Jake, I'm sorry. And I just wanted to be alone all the time. I struggled to be a good wife, a good mum, because I had nothing to give. I, I was shut down internally. This thing became my world. It became my focus. So I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't even have energy to really listen to anyone. I was exhausted physically, emotionally, and mentally. Happiness didn't feel real, didn't feel genuine. It was definitely something I had to fake. And every single day I would pray, God, 
I'm feeling really weak. Can you be my strength today? Can you be my strength today? Because I've got nothing else to give. Days, weeks and months went by. That I allowed myself to be here. Really sorry. <laughs> We're in worship one Sunday and I didn't even have words to sing. I was just standing there with my eyes closed and I heard this soft whisper, courage, dear heart. And instantly I felt hope, I felt strength, and I felt courage begin to rise. The situation definitely didn't change. It was still very much the same, but I knew my prayer for strength was not just a prayer, it was real. It became real. And I knew that every day I was able to draw strength from God. New day meant new courage. So every day my prayer changed from God give me strength to get through today, from begging for strength to me simply saying courage, dear heart. And every single time I said it, I was able to stand a little stronger. I was able to take an extra step and I was able to say a few extra words. Because every time that you say it, when you're in that position, you, you, you can't, you're weak. You can't stand, you can't declare that I'm courageous today. So in the end, I realised that this situation was never going to change. I put myself in this position because I thought I was doing a good thing. And as long as I kept myself there, it was never going to change. So I physically had to remove myself from this position and honestly I felt like I had won when I came out of that I felt like I could breathe I felt like a huge weight had lifted off my shoulders and I still haven't fully arrived I don't know if we ever do but every day I can say courage dear heart and I can feel stronger and when Things come up from that season, I can shut it down because I know where I've come from. I know who God is. I know that he is real and I know that I can be courageous because he is courageous. So I since found out that courage, dear heart, was something that C.S. Lewis had used in one of his books. Who's read C.S. Lewis? I've not actually read his books, but... I want to now. So <laughs> he used in his book, The Voyage of the Dawn Trader, when Aslan spoke to Lucy, they wanted to turn around from their journey. They didn't want to go on because it was scary. And turning around would have been an easy option for them. But Aslan was saying, courage, dear heart, because you can go on. You can further on in your journey. You can face your fear. You can do this. And so continuing on in their journey meant they were facing their fear. They were doing the hard thing. So in researching what courage means, I've been watching Brene Brown, she's my hero, and she's put this amazing thing on Netflix that you all need to watch. Anyway, she, um, she's been a really strong influence in my life over the last eight years, I'd say. But I found this, re this um, quote, she didn't, say this, I'm not sure who said this, but this felt like it was really 
strong in my season where I just come from, that courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. So in the presence of fear, we have to make a decision that something else is more important than this fear that I'm feeling. Because in the end, what is the result when we decide to face our fears and overcome? How did Lucy feel when she continued on in her journey? How do we feel when we persist, when we overcome our fear and we step out in that? Alternatively, what is the end result when we allow our fear to stop us, when we allow it to shut us down? My story is what happened and I don't ever want to go back there. So I'm not going to allow fear to stop me. (laughs) So I want to share some things from this season along with some stories in the Bible that I think are important in growing in courage. So if you want to turn to Daniel 6, I don't really have points. Like this point says faith, trust, confidence, belief in God. So it's not really a point. It's a whole lot of things. (laughs) I don't know what the point is really. (laughs) All right. So if you turn to Daniel 6, I'll give you a brief outline and we'll pick up from verse 16. So King Darius had set out uh, 120 rulers and three governors over his kingdom. And Daniel was to be a governor because he had favour in the sight of King Darius and because Daniel had an excellent spirit. The rulers did not like this, so they tried to find fault in Daniel. They tried to find something wrong. But they couldn't find anything wrong because he loved his God, he was faithful and he was just a servant of God. So... The men went to the king to establish a decree to catch Daniel out, really, and to find fault in him. So the decree said that whoever prays to God or man for 30 days will be put into the lion's den. So when Daniel heard of this, the first thing he does is go to his home, open his windows out to Jerusalem, kneels down and prays. (laughs) Well done, Daniel. (laughs) But that's who he was. That's what he did and that's what he was known for. He was known as a man of prayer. So the king was upset because he'd found out that Daniel was doing this and the king really liked Daniel. He did not want to put him in the lion's den, but the men came back and said, Daniel's broken the decree, so we have to put him in the lion's den. So the king commanded that and um, Daniel ends up going into the lion's den. So we'll pick up verse 16. Okay, so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. The king was a pagan, by the way. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Basically, so he can't get out of the den. So now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel, 
the king spoke, saying, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? That's a really long sentence. I'm like, Daniel, are you there? (laughs) Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. That's not what I would be saying. I'm like, get me out of here. (laughs) My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him. I like this bit. Because he believed in his God. And the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. I won't go on because that's a bit brutal. Um, And then King Darius wrote, remember he's a pagan, to all peoples, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. That was a pagan that wrote that, not, not a believer. That just, that astounds me. The other thing that astounds me is that, some of you may not know, Daniel was in his 80s when he went into the lion's den. And have I got any 80-year-olds in here? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you haven't been thrown into the den yet. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so Daniel was in his 80s, and I always thought he was young because that's what the pictures show, but no, he was in his 80s. So he was put in a situation out of his control. There was nothing in his power that he could do to get out of this den except trust God which I'm sure he was confident in doing because of their relationship. So years before this incident, Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, were thrown into a furnace seven times hotter than usual because they refused to bow down to pagan rulers. So they knew the law, you shall not bow down to any other idols or gods. So they refused and they were thrown into this fire. So Daniel was friends with these guys, so I'm sure Daniel heard of the story from his friends because, you know, they survived a furnace. How they were put in the fire and how when they came out they had no singed hair and they didn't even smell of smoke. Like, imagine telling that to your friends. So I'm sure Daniel would have heard of this event (laughs) and how there were four people in the fire that day. You can read about that one in... Chapter 3, in your own time. That's not my message today. I just, context. So Daniel's friends were delivered that day and it brings, no, it brings more meaning to the verse in Isaiah 43:2. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you and when you go through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched and the flames will not set you ablaze. That's a really good verse. I'm sure that many years later when Daniel was put into the lion's den, he remembered that story of how God delivered them from that furnace. And although Daniel 
he wasn't at that he wasn't at the fire but he knew about it he needed a new revelation of faith for his time in the den because he can't rely on that faith from before he needs new faith for a new situation so we don't know what was going on in Daniel's head when he was on his way to the den i would have been freaking out but we do know that he had a strong prayer life and we know that he loved God with all his heart. And when things are out of our control, all we can do is trust and have faith and confidence that God is on the throne in our lives and he knows exactly what he's doing, that he always is and always has been faithful. We'll read from verse 20 again. When he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel res responded with, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so they have not hurt me. Daniel still responded in protocol in this moment. He wasn't freaking out. He was calm. He, was, he had it together. But my favourite part is that when the king was exceedingly glad for him and Daniel was taken up out of the den, there was no injury on him and it says because he believed in his God. And we can have courage when we believe in our God that he will deliver us, he will protect us, he will care for us and he knows exactly what we need before we even need it. Bob Goff says, Courage doesn't mean we're not afraid. It just means our actions aren't controlled by our doubts. Courage doesn't mean we're not afraid. It just means our actions aren't controlled by our doubts. So when we doubt God, when we allow our fear to be the focus, there is no room for courage. There is no room for God to move. We cannot doubt God in situations because we can still be afraid and act out of courage. We can still be afraid, but in our fear, don't doubt God, like Daniel. My next story is when we were on holidays, we had a fun moment with Xander. We, Jake and I wanted to go on this uh, tree walk, you would call it, and it's um, connected, we're in New Zealand, so this tree walk was, I think these suspension bridges were like 15 metres high and then the next level was 30 metres high. So Jake and I really wanted to do this and um, we, in our research, saw that they have these special prams to put the under three-year-olds on. So we're like, okay, we'll do this. Xander is not the most bravest of souls. So we, Jake and I, he was free, so we went and paid, and then you go to the next station, which is where they lay down the rules. And they said, yeah, there's special prams for three-year-olds. And we're like, yep, Xander's three. And then they looked at him and said, he's too big. Like, oh, thanks, Jake. <laughs> And the other rule is that you cannot carry them across the bridges because they're suspension, they move, and all they have is these rope things that keep you in. So 
Xander realised that he wasn't allowed to go in the pram and that he wasn't allowed to be carried. I'm like, oh, help us, God. So Xander was like, not doing that. I'm not going on there. I'm like, it's really fun. We're trying to bribe him. We're trying to, you know, we'll give you a surprise if you do it. We're We're trying to, we're pulling out all the stops because Jake and I really wanted to. It was really pretty. There were all these lanterns up there. It was really nice. And for 30 to 40 minutes, we were negotiating with him and he was not budging. I'm like, fine, Jake, go up first and then I'll go up after. Fine. (laughs) I was a little bit upset about this because it's really what I wanted to do. I think Jake did too, but I really wanted to. It's the one thing. You know that feeling? So <laughs> we negotiated and was not working. Anyway, next minute, Xander just gets up. He was having massive tantrums, like screaming about this. He just gets up, starts walking to the ramp. I'm like, what? I'm looking at Jake and he's looking at me and we're like, we'll just go with it. So he walks up the ramp. The ramp is fine. It's like this big wooden thing. It's very secure, very solid. And we get up to the top, about to go onto the bridge. I'm like, he's going to freak out any minute now. No. So he was like standing there all cool, calm, collected. Before this, I was telling him, oh, this is important, I was telling him, do you remember, I said, you're so brave, Xander. Like Daniel, when he was put in the lion's den, he was really brave because he had God. He loves the story of Daniel. And then when Daniel's friends were put in the fire, he had God as well. He was really brave. And he's like, I'm not brave. Like, you are so brave. You can do this. We can do this together. You're really safe. Nothing can hurt you. So, <laughs> you know, you just got to do what you got to do. So he walks up the ramp and he gets up to the platform. They tell us only 20 people on a platform and 10 people can cross the bridge at one time. I'm like, oh, crikey. So I hop on the bridge first. This bridge moves. I'm backwards and I'm holding his little body and I'm walking backwards and Jake's behind him. This bridge is moving. I'm freaking out inside. But that's okay. I can't let him know because this is safe, this is secure, and this is okay. And we're brave. (laughs) So all I'm thinking, I'm brave. I can do, you can do this. I'm telling him the whole way across the bridge while walking backwards. We can do this. So anyway, he did did the first bridge and that was that was okay. We get to the platform, we let everyone go. And then we went on to the next one. I walked backwards again. And then the next one, I'm like, all right, I have to walk forwards, just breaking my back. So then Jake followed him, and he was doing it. And every time he was getting a little bit more confident, I'm like, this is good, this is good. So we did all those bridges. Then we get to the high bit, and Xander's like, I want to keep going. I'm like, okay. So we go up these stairs, and they're like wobbly too because it's suspension. And he gets up to the top, and Jake says to him, Xander, you're smashing it. And so like, good job. And Xander's like, I know. It was so beautiful. And then the next bridge we hop to, Xander hops down by himself and he goes, let's break this bridge too, Daddy. (laughs) That's not really what he meant. Please don't smash the bridge. (laughs) I want to make this thing alive. (laughs) I'm really glad I didn't do it in the day because I have a little bit of height scaredness. So I'm really glad it was night time because I couldn't see the ground. (laughs) But it was really pretty because all the lights were on and, you know, all the reflections. And we got to the bottom and Xander was so proud of himself. 
It was the most beautiful thing I've probably ever seen. He was so happy and we were filled with so much pride because he was so brave when he did it and he's not, this isn't him. Like it was just really incredible. He was confident and he came down like a whole new child. I'm like, this is amazing. As a family, we really celebrated his bravery because it wasn't something he'd really done before. It was amazing. But it made me think the same way as we were so proud of him for doing something so brave, that God thinks of us the same way. When we do something brave, it's, I'm so proud of you. And he's there cheering us on because he's so proud of us. That was a really good story. I was like... (laughs) It was. (laughs) I said to Jake, I'm using that in my sermon. And he was like, I was going to. It's like... It's mine. (laughs) Eleanor Roosevelt says, You gain strength, courage and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I lived through that horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. So when we think back to times in our lives that we've chosen to face a fear and have a go, how did you feel afterwards? It feels really good. Sometimes what courage takes is being intentional, being deliberate, not allowing fear or hurt to stop us. And there is no such thing as a small act of courage. For Xander that day, it might seem so small, but it was a massive breakthrough for him personally. Courage drives us from our comfort zone. Brene Brown, my hero, says, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort. You cannot have both. Another quote, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. And Winston Churchill says, fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. I realized that to be courageous required me to show up. I came came to mind all these people in the Bible who showed up and what happened when they were victorious simply because they chose to show up. David showed up when he killed Goliath, and he won. Moses showed up to Pharaoh after killing somebody, running away and returning. Gideon was hiding in a wheat press because his village was being taken over. I mean, I would be too. But God came upon him and showed up, and with not many men, they won and overtook many nations. Joshua and his mighty men showed up. They walked around Jericho for six days and nights. They showed up. The walls came crumbling down. That's a good song. (laughs) But he continued to show up, battle after battle, when the easier option is to not. Esther, in a totally male-dominated society, showed up before a king. She could have been killed. 
The disciples showed up, storm after storm, after being persecuted. They continued to show up. Peter showed up after denying Jesus three times. Paul kept showing up. He was beaten, bruised. He kept showing up. And my favourite, Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up to the cross to set us free. And this freedom that we're living in today is because one man showed up. One man showed up. So all we can do, the least we can do is show up. Show up. (laughs) It's the only way to win is by showing up. Say it with me. (laughs) On the count of three. One, two, three. Show up! (laughs) We may not be facing a battle or a giant or a king or a cross, but what are we facing today that we need courage for? You might think of things in your own life, but things I thought of to make the right decisions to keep Jesus at the centre of our lives, that takes courage. To maintain and guard our hope despite our circumstances, that takes courage. To persist in the mundane takes courage. To make fear our servant and not our master takes courage. To stand for what is right even when it's not popular takes courage. To step out on God's promises relying on his faithfulness takes a heck of a lot of courage. Trying something new takes courage. Following your passion and your calling takes courage. Doing something out of your comfort zone takes courage. Taking a risk, knowing that we could fail. Knowing that we could fail. Choosing to stand in the middle of situations, in the middle of storms that can knock us down. Rising again after a fall and having another go. Courage is the ability to look fear and hurt in the face and say, step aside, you're in my way. It's the ability to look fear and hurt in the face and say, step aside, you are in my way. The last point is we'll find in Joshua 1, verse 1 to 9, if you want to turn there. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses." Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, 
but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua was always second in charge to Moses. He was Moses' assistant, but Moses has now died and Joshua's first in charge. There is a big difference from being second in charge to being first in charge. Joshua needed to be secure in who he was and who he was in God. So when we step out in courage and we take risks, there's always a chance to fail as well as succeed. But regardless of the outcome, we must not let our failing or our wins define us because pride can trip us as much as failing. So we must not find our identity in the thing that we're doing, but rather in God. Winston Churchill says, Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So courage is not surrendering to our fears, but rather standing up, showing up, knowing who we are in God, knowing who he created us to be and that he loves us regardless of the outcome. So what do we have to lose when we know who we are, when we know who God is and we just went for it with God on our side, cheering us on, cheering us, that's what he does, he cheers us on. I love hearing stories of people who just had a go, who risked so much but did it anyway. They ended up succeeding beyond what they had before. But I also love stories of people who had a go, who took a big risk and perhaps didn't succeed, but they tried again. They didn't let it get them down. They got up and they tried again. Courage is contagious. And to the people who have risen after a fall, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Because you are the ones that have paved the way for everybody else to keep trying. You've shown that we can do it again. To keep showing up, as scary and as vulnerable as that is, you are the ones we learn from. I love this quote. What good are wings without the courage to fly? What good are wings without the courage to fly? Now, I know we're not birds, unfortunately. But what is the good of having a dream and not having the courage to walk it out? What good are wings without the courage to fly? What is the good of having a dream and not having the courage to walk it out? Courage looks different for every single person. One last thing that I learned that really helped me was I may not be feeling strong today, but that's okay because God is strong. And because He is strong, I can be strong. I may not be feeling very courageous today, 
But that's okay because he is always courageous. So I can be too. I may not be feeling very joyful today, but that's okay because he is joy. So I can radiate joy. I have access from him all that I don't have. All that I'm not, he is. And when we have nothing left, I think I've said this before, he has everything to give. I may be fearful, but because perfect love casts out fear, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid because perfect love died on a cross. So I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to allow what other people say to me to stop me. I don't have to be afraid. It's not letting our failures, our successes, our hurts, our past define us, but it's allowing the one who calls us and who created us to find us. We can hold on to his promise when we need courage. He says it three or four times in Joshua. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Are you getting it? I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Only be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If anything that I've said resonates with you, I'd like you to stand up. When you're feeling down, whatever you're facing, have courage, dear heart, because you can do hard things. You can do hard things. And I know there are people in the room today that need to hear a quiet whisper, courage, dear heart. Courage, dear heart. Courage, dear heart. Courage, dear heart. Just close your eyes and put your hands out. And I want you to say, courage, dear heart. I can do hard things. You just keep getting up and trying again. Trying again can do it again. You can get up in the morning. You can get up in the morning and face your job. You can get up in the morning and face your family or your friends or that thing that is hard. You can get up and you can face it. Please don't allow fear to knock you out of the game. Don't allow fear to take you out. Stand up and 
show up knowing who God is in your life because you can do hard things. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day. Bye.